lot of excuses and we are running out of time. We're looking at mass starvation within 10 years. The reality is we're sleepwalking into a catastrophe. Change is coming, whether you like it or not. Extinction! I'm Lucy Evans, and welcome to the Extinction Rebellion podcast. This is episode seven of our Autumn Uprising series, and this episode is all about policing. Extinction Rebellion has a complicated relationship with the police, which kept changing as the October Rebellion went on. By including a selection of voices, some anonymous and some self-identified, this podlet looks at a range of experiences that different rebels have had with authorities across the past two weeks. The rebels on the ground, they've been as peaceful as anything, so the police are just a little bit baffled. I mean, they, you know, one was heard saying, we know how to deal with, you know, people resisting arrest and being violent and things. This is nothing they've, they've really dealt with. My name is Dr Bing Jones. I was one of the co-coordinators of our Sheffield group. I've also worked for press, and I'm also part of the XR Doctors group. Okay, so this rebellion is a bit different to the last in that I was arrested a few days ago, basically completely by surprise. I think the police felt that they had warned me, but I certainly didn't hear anything from them at all. And all of a sudden, I was literally grabbed by three policemen and told I was under arrest. So it was the first time that I've had no warning whatsoever. I think the more times you're arrested uh, and the more experience you have, the more you stick to the rule. And the rule is constantly to say no comment. And the police are skilled uh, and they're very well trained, particularly in London. But uh, their job is to gather evidence and to make convictions. So I would advise anybody listening to this to stick to our rules and say no comment. We are amazingly privileged. We've got a fantastic legal system which obliges the police to be kind to us one must take one's hat off to the system uh, but at the same time everything has a plus and a minus we do need to remember that the police are the agents of the government and we have a government which is absolutely profoundly negligent we need to remember as rebels on the street we need to be careful we need to be um, aware of the fact that many people have a very bad time at the hands of the police. So we have to watch our privilege. We need to be careful of the situation and be canny at the same time as being human and looking forward to a better world where we can all be kind and all look after each other. Rupert Reid, national spokesperson for XR. Well, it's clear that the police have been a lot harsher in this rebellion in a number of ways. For example, when they confiscated the disabled people's toilets, which I thought was a really underhand thing to do. It really, it really made me feel sad. Uh, and uh, I witnessed a, a very, very aggressive uh, police charge, which reduced the woman I was with to, to tears. Um, the video footage of the pain and compliance technique at uh, City Airport was very disturbing where you've got these young uh, uh, female Extinction Rebellion protesters who are screaming in pain, and the officer presiding is saying, use pain and compliance, use pain and compliance, which must be some kind of code word for you cause pain and then the people will comply. We're outside New Scotland Yard and uh, we're here to protest the fact that the police are being particularly difficult with disabled people. They've um, arrested disabled people, they've 
taken away up uh, disabled uh, toilets, they've taken away ramps, they've taken away equipment, and um, we have the right to protest, we have the right to be con as concerned about our planet as anyone else, and we are, obviously, and that's why we're here, and um, we're here to protest the fact that the police are not helping disabled people to uh, access and use their, their basic human rights. Good evening! Cambridge and this morning uh, myself and um, around 11 other um, members of uh, XR Disabled Rebels and some allies went to New Scotland Yard to protest at the seizing of all of the access equipment. All the equipment that they took that were for Disabled Rebels was purely for welfare. They have a duty of care, the police, and by taking it they're not fulfilling that, they're making it unsafe for some rebels to be here. So um, we assembled at 1.15, we started our protest, um, it was all fine for about 10 minutes and then 12 officers arrived, said that anyone who didn't leave would be arrested. So at that point um, one person was arrested um, and everyone else left apart from myself so I stayed and I said I need my carer to come I need my um, oxygen changing, I need some medication from my bag uh, and they said if that happens that that person would be arrested I tried to argue against that because I believe it breaches equalities law I cannot be on my own uh, so I did um, call for assistance for someone, uh, a fellow member of the XR Disabled Rebels who came and got my medication, changed my oxygen. I'm Douglas. I went um, up to Nikki as her carer and that made us immediately um, an illegal assembly and we were arrested for that. So she was being denied her right to protest by the act of needing somebody to provide a care role, which automatically makes you two, um, and that that's discriminatory. The dog was taken to Lewisham Police Station. Um, he's a wheelchair user, and they tried to put me in an accessible vehicle, which did have a tail lift, but um, the vehicle itself was filled with seats, and about 20 minutes later, they said, we're going to de-arrest you. Uh, they were worried about my well-being, apparently, and obviously they couldn't get me to the police station. Me and Nikki spent a lot of time before the rebellion, I suppose taking on a sort of, this would help, that would help, this needs to be considered in order to make it accessible and actually helping or play, trying to see what role we can play 
within XR, of helping XR uh, explore and challenge the way, the, the, the issues and the patterns of behaviour and doing things that is brought from wider society into the way that XR does things and looks at things to be inclusive. We had some amazing plans for this rebellion. It was going to be so much better than April. Uh, we had um, equipment for neurodivergent rebels. Um, we had a lot of wellbeing equipment ready and a disability hub, disability stewards on all sites. Uh, but it's been made almost impossible without our equipment and it does mean that people have suffered. During the uprising, the law most often used by the police to arrest activists was Section 14 of the Public Order Act, which bans demonstrators gathering in areas where the order stands. For the first week of the uprising, rebels were still legally allowed to assemble in Trafalgar Square, but then, on Monday the 14th of October 2019, the Metropolitan Police issued a revised Section 14 order that encompassed the whole of London, as of 9pm that night. The following days saw further actions, including at Trafalgar Square, with groups such as Friends of the Earth and Green Party MEPs joining rebels in defying the ban to preserve civil liberties. We spoke to a few people who attended these protests, including George Mombio, who you'll hear shortly, and asked other rebels how they were affected by the change. We finish this episode with some of the XR lawyers talking about the legality of the revised Section 14. I'm Joel. Uh, I'm part of the Action Circle in the UK uh, working uh, group of uh, Extinction Rebellion. Uh, we're here at Trafalgar Square at an absolutely massive turnout for a People's Assembly to defy the ban on our right for peaceful protest. This is a historic moment for our movement and also a historic moment for our strategy of uh, in uh, overwhelming the police and our relationship with them as well. So the police having to put a Section 14 on the entire city to, to get rid of us, essentially, to ban our protest, is a sign that they're running scared. You don't need to do that to a small protest movement that no one really cares about, right? So it's clear that we have power and they're trying to repress it. So this is the genius use of the non-violent strategy, which just throws up the absurdity of the police response. And if we throw up the absurdity of the police, we throw up the absurdity of this entire system. So we're going to continue rebelling and we're going to continue pointing out this absurdity. I've come to Trafalgar Square to get arrested. Um, it's been in my diary for several weeks, actually, that I'll be arrested today. But the police have made it a lot easier because um, they have imposed this crazy Section 14, basically banning all assemblies by Extinction Rebellion, which is just a horrendously draconian, over-the-top measure. Um, and that would be a really good thing to be arrested for, breaching Section 14. So that's what I hope they'll arrest, arrest me for. But if not, I'll just go and sit in the road. I don't intend to leave until I've been taken away by a police officer. So um, I'm just waiting, waiting for them to come. I've even got my sign. I'm assembling with Extinction Rebellion in breach of Section 14, just in case they're in any doubt. Today I arrived this morning here at, uh, at um, Millbank and I was singing peacefully in the road. Um, a police officer came up to me um, and he basically tried to shove a Section 14 into my hand. And I said, what are you doing? And he just went and he started reading. He pulled it out and he had to start reading from it. And he chased me like 100 yards down the road. Um, and I've had experience in the past of 
uh, being intimidated and, and, and having uh, abuse um, by a man uh, and it really intimidated me but it just made me come back stronger to be honest it made me feel empowered I met some new people from Oxford I um, had a really good chat with lots and lots and lots of people um, and I think that it just make everyone if I share that story it'll just make more people want to join essentially it's intense it was intense and I didn't like it um, but I, I, I do think that people aren't scared off I think it's empowering them even more so I'm Sean Berry I'm a member of the London Assembly um, I'm here with a lot of other Green Party politicians we've got a big conference of MEPs uh, from the Greens across Europe here and we're defending the right to protest by holding a protest in Trafalgar Square um, in response to the ban that's been put on Extinction Rebellion that covers the whole of London one of our Green MEPs was arrested um, simply by um, asking the police to account for themselves when they first announced this ban. I mean, she could not believe it. I asked um, the senior police officers in the Police and Crime Committee in City Hall about this. Um, they said they thought it was proportionate, but I do not think it's proportionate to ban a protest across an entire city, leaving no space whatsoever for people to exercise their human rights. It's a peaceful protest. There isn't any serious disorder. There isn't any serious harm to anyone from these, these protests. And it seems to me completely out of proportion. So I think this is illegal, and I think we absolutely need to be uh, challenging this. You know, if your house is on fire, you shouldn't out law, the alarm, you should get on with sorting out the fire. I'm Paul Powsland, um, I'm a barrister, I've been involved in XR since the declaration last October and I helped to found lawyers for Extinction Rebellion uh, just after the April Rebellion this year. If, if the Section 14 conditions they issued are unlawful then there's so many consequences that the police are going to have to face up to, I think. Last week I was going around to all the police and saying how far do these Section 14 conditions extend to? Is it the whole of Greater London? And how can you justify that? And none of them gave me an answer. And I filmed loads of senior officers saying, we don't know, you've just got to go to Trafalgar Square. So I, I was already starting to, over the weekend, get together a legal challenge on the conditions that were there last week, um, saying they were disproportionate. And then suddenly, of course, the police dropped their bomb, saying even the Trafalgar Square one is banned. To me, utterly stupid. Because at least Trafalgar Square actually gave them a, a sort of sop as to why, you know, a sort of reason as to why they hadn't really banned everything so you can just go to Trafalgar Square. And actually, would it have made that much of a difference to leave that in place to the end of the week? No. So to me, tactically for them, it's inexplicable. And from a, from a perspective of legal challenges, last week I was, over the weekend, I was basically acting pretty much alone, trying to find people to get challenge section 14 conditions and then because it suddenly became very sexy because they banned all protest and the guardian did an article about it loads of lawyers have now come forward to offer their services for free and reduced like top lawyers in london so i think there's now almost too many legal challenges to what was happening because people are outraged hi my name's tobias garnett i'm a, a lawyer working with extinction rebellion in the legal strategy team and i'm outside the high court the royal courts of justice on the strand in london and we've just come out of um, a hearing where we are making an application for judicial review um, to challenge the ban uh, on protest, um, on all protests by Extinction Rebellion across the whole of London this week uh, that was implemented by the police on Monday. And we were hoping that it would be urgently heard. And slightly frustratingly, the judge, I mean, understandably, it is complicated, but the judge has asked that it not be heard until next Thursday. 
So that won't uh, mean that means we won't have clarity on the situation with regards to the legality of a lot of the protests for the rest of this week, um, which is frustrating. But we will find out. Um, you know, we'll be, have an opportunity next week to give our uh, arguments as to why it's unlawful. We have run out of excuses, and we are running out of time.